Good evening, everyone. Hope you understand my English. <laughs> it's great to be here. Um, it's the first time. It's a, a great blessing to be here. I don't know if you realize, but uh, I've been to several churches in different denominations, in different uh, uh, countries, uh, but there is something special we have here, isn't it? I think there is something special we have in New Frontiers. I was speaking to Paul the other day, and he said, well, it's really interesting. Every time I go to a New Frontiers church, you can tell it's a New Frontiers church, and this is a blessing we have from God. I'm thankful for Terry and David and all the guys who did the hard work, but it's really, I feel like home everywhere I go. I've been to Sitkap last week. It was great. It was like home. Uh, if you come to Brasov, you will feel the same. Uh, we have uh, also very good coffee, so if you want to come, um, you're really welcome at our conference. I will say more things a bit later, but it's it's really interesting. It's a good thing we have together. I mean, this atmosphere of uh, really friendship, and I was, as I told you, uh, speaking to Paul, it's really something great that we have from God. We should appreciate it, really. Um, We've been to prayer and fasting. Well, it's not really fasting, it's feasting. I've heard it was really good, you can tell. (laughs) We had a great time, so Paul, thanks for inviting us. And we're staying with Mr. Brian. Thank you so much. If you know Brian, he's the best host I ever had. Brian, um, thank you very much. Yeah, really blessed. Uh, we have uh, in Brasov quite often uh, people coming, visiting from England or other parts of the world. And I have the privilege often to have uh, people in my house. And I, I was really um, uh, proud. I have so many uh, guests and I treat them well, I hope so. But uh, Brian, I think you're doing an even better job. I've learned some things this this week. Uh, I really felt like home in, at Brian's place, really, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a New Frontiers church. God is good to us. It's not about New Frontiers. It's about God, isn't it? Yeah. So, I come from Brasov, um, and I, uh, as Paul said, I'm Danny. I'm married to Laura. We, meet in ch- we met in church 24 years ago uh, when the church started. I got saved in this church I'm uh, going now and have the privilege to lead 24 years ago. And... Uh, it was right after the revolution. I'm half German and a bit of Hungarian. So uh, we as a family, we wanted to flee or to move to Germany. But then the revolution came and we said, oh, let's see what is happening now here. And in less than a year, the whole family got saved. And it was really great. Uh, in August 1990, I, I, I met the Lord. And uh, then... One week later, my brother, he's now leading the worship in church. And then three months later, my, my father came to Christ. And in April 91, a really handsome lady came to church for the first time <laughs> called Laura. And uh, we, we, uh, we've been in the same uh, youth group for six years. And then we married. We have two kids. Eric is almost 10 and Natalia is almost six. And they are really cute. And I miss them. <laughs> yes, uh, some things about Brasov. It's the most beautiful city in Romania. Uh, yeah, 
Paul can tell, yeah. It's a really nice place to be. It's right in the middle of the mountains. So if you come, you will really love it. It was voted by all Romanians the most beautiful city. So it's not... Yeah, and we have uh, a, a really good contact since 97 with David and Terry. And they were coming several times. I think Terry was like four or five times. Dave, David comes twice a year, and we really feel connected to New Ground, New Frontiers. It's really a privilege to, to, to be part of, of this. Yeah, uh, we are um, hosting a conference every year in our church. Uh, it's a national conference. It's a good one. It's a, um, a privilege to have this year again David. And uh, it's a guy, Hank, from Holland. You might know. I don't know. Has he been here? No. He's part fro- uh, of... <laughs> somebody knows Hank. <laughs> Yeah, he's Dutch, but he feels really well, really good, even in Romania and even in England. So it's really what I told you in the beginning. So we have a great conference, and everyone is invited if you want to come, if you have the chance to come. We really love to have you there. But I know some already are booked. So uh, yeah, some things about our church. It's um, it's it's right. Uh, uh, Brasov is right in the middle of the country, and we have a nice church, about maybe 200 average on Sunday adults and probably 50, 60 kids. Um, yes, we have four elders. Adi is one of, of the elders. He will say some words tonight. And uh, there are two guys back home uh, left behind in uh, Romania. And they are doing a great job, and I'm privileged to to lead the church with this guy together, guys together, and um, yeah, it's really good. Um, what else? I think this this uh, setting here is really great, and we also are uh, planning to to build something right in the middle of a big project. So um, probably soon, hopefully soon, we will have a building like you. Such a blessing to have a building like you have. It's really, you should really, I think you appreciate it a lot. And uh, if you pray for us, you could pray for this project, but pray for us. The, the, I mean, buildings are secondary, isn't it? We, we, the most important are the living stones. So pray for us, pray for the conference. And if you pray for us, next week we will have a big, big event. We will uh, go to a part of Brasov. We will have a team from England, like 10 people coming from England. We will have some Italians coming with us, and we want to uh, preach Jesus in the streets. So we will have a... Uh, uh, puppets. We will have puppets for kids. We will have uh, uh, hot dogs for adults. We will... Uh, preach the gospel. We will do some sports with the. We do some cleaning there. So if you pray for us, we sh- really would appreciate that. We are uh, doing this uh, uh, this year quite intentionally, going out on streets and preaching Jesus. We used to do that in the 90s. It was really good. So when you start and start preaching on the streets, like 400 people would stop and listen to you. It's not the same now, but we want to go really back to the streets. So if you pray for us, this is uh, next week. When we are home, we will uh, do this big, big event, and we will invite all the people. Two weeks ago, we were on the streets. Uh, it's uh, it was the uh, 8 March. It's I don't know. It's the International Day, Mother's Day in England. No, 
yeah, Mother's Day. So we went with flowers and invited people. So these are the things we are doing right now. We, we really want to go out. We don't want to stay just in the building and wait that people will come to us. We really want to go to them. So this is one thing you could pray for us. The second is the conference. The third one is our project. If you do so, we really would appreciate that. I don't know. It's good. Okay. Paul says it's good. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, your work. welcome, Paul and all the guys. Thanks again. Have a blessed evening. God bless you. Let's give Addy a really warm welcome now. This is something I don't do every day, is to preach in English. So if I make some mistakes, just pretend that <laughs> I did it right. Give me just one second. Well, it's such a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for um, inviting us and giving us the, the, the opportunity to be with you. Uh, we made lots of good friends, and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you guys for taking such a good care of us, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. My name is Adi, Adrian, and uh, I am married. I have two kids um, that I miss very much, and I'll hopefully see, see them tomorrow. I'm also an elder in the church, like Danny said, uh, and I'm also... Um, Working along with a team uh, with uh, kids from 10 to 14. And uh, I think we have a great church. By the grace of God, it's not something that we take very lightly. It's, it's a gift from God. And what you have is here, it's a, it's a gift from God. So I know you appreciate it, but you can do even more than that. <laughs> um, before reading from the Philippines, chapter 4, and I also invite you to open the, the Bible there. I want to ask you a question. If somebody were to ask you if you are a positive person or a negative person, what would you say? Who is positive by nature? Who is negative? That's me. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> what about the rest? <laughs> are balanced, right? Some lessons we take in, and uh, they really change our lives. And I want to tell you about a story that really changed my life. About 15 years ago, I was um, helping somebody leading a, a church, a smaller church in Brasov, before we, we joined uh, CCB, uh, the, this bigger church that I'm part of now. And this friend of mine went home for a few weeks. He was not a Romanian, and he left me lead the church. And uh, I got so discouraged. <laughs> By the way, you should appreciate your leaders <laughs> because it's, it's a, such a difficult job sometimes. There's a lot of pressure. Anyway, this friend of mine came. I went to the airport to pick him up, and on the way home, I started to download everything about the 
what happened in these few weeks. And it was not good. <laughs> not that there was nothing good happening. It was me downloading all the negative stuff. And I was so discouraged about everything. And I, all of a sudden I looked at him and he was so positive. And he said something to me that really, I think, changed my life. And he said, you are so negative. Because he's my best friend. I knew what he meant by that. He said, you are not seeing the good things. You are only seeing the bad things, and that is not good. And that I was shocked because I realized how bad it was for me to, to speak so negatively about all the bad things. It was a challenge for me, obviously, to, to lead these people. But I didn't see anything good. It, I only saw the bad, and it was wrong, and it was wrong. Sometimes later, I found this passage in Philippians 4 that I want to read. Starting with the verse 4, I know we don't have much time. I'll try to be very uh, short. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is, is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. It says here to not be anxious about anything. It says here to, to, with thanksgiving, to come to God every time you have a problem. With thanksgiving, say to God what the problem is. But in the same time, say thank you, God. Thank you for the good things that are happening. He wants us to be real. He wants us to see the negative, but not to dwell on the negative. He wants us to take the negative to him and instead just give him thanks and ask him because he is Papa God. He, he loves you so much and he will take care of you. Present your request to, go, to God and you know what happens? Something absolutely beautiful an exchange takes place. You come with your rubbish to God. You come with your problems. You come with your sin to God. And because you are honest with him, and because he knows you, you know what? He's going to give you peace. It's unfair. But this is what he does. I'm going through some very difficult things, and I'm sure you go through difficult things as well. And I'm just thinking, what are those for you right now? Are you in a difficult situation right now? Because if, if yes, this is a passage for you. 
if you're not going through a difficult situation, this will be also a passage for you. Because this is the time to charge your batteries when the bad situations are coming. Rejoice, verse 4, always, but I can't. Why? Because I'm going through a very difficult situation. But the Lord says rejoice. Paul says rejoice. And again I'm telling you, rejoice. And I wonder, why is he saying that again? I'm just telling out how difficult it is for me to, to worship him. To say thank you. But he says rejoice. And he, said his, he says his twice. Rejoice. Why? Well, it's not easy. Do you know that? I know you're being honest. It's true. It's not easy. When things are not going well, it's the most difficult things to rejoice in the Lord. It sounds so good on the paper, but it's so difficult to do it. Do you agree with me? Are you still here? I can't see you very well, but it's so difficult. But you know why you have to rejoice in him? Verse 5, because the Lord is near. The Lord is right here, but I don't feel him. It doesn't matter, doesn't it? Rejoice in the Lord. It's so easy to rejoice in the Lord when everything is going well, isn't it? The test is when things are not going well. And he is asking us to rejoice in him when things are not going well. This is the context. It's not about if you're doing, if you're doing well, rejoice in the Lord. No. If you read the first chapter, Paul in chains, he rejoiced in the Lord. And it was such an encouraging, encouragement for, for the rest to rest in him means to surrender, not to deny your difficulties. But sometimes people are coming to us and they're saying, you're not spiritual enough. Just, just trust him. Have you ever heard that when things are not going well? Did that help you? Sometimes, yes. But sometimes people are coming to you with this religious mind. You always have to rejoice in the Lord. Yeah, thank you. I knew that. Would you tell me how to do that? Because I just don't know. I used to know when things were going well. And there's a connection. It's like a turning point. Give him all your burdens. And leave it there. It is so easy to, to give all the burdens to God. But it's so difficult to live it with him, isn't it? It's easy to say, God, things are not going well. And I've done that so many times. But I realize after praying, I say to God, thank you. Now give me the burden back so I can go home. And God is saying, no, no, wait. Why don't you just leave it here? It sounds good, right? How many of you realize how difficult that is? 
It sounds so spiritual and so empty. Because to know how to leave the burden to God is a key to rejoice in God. It's a key so we can receive the peace from God. But you have to know how to do that. How do we do that? The devil is so good in occupying our mind with the negatives. But every time you pray, there's a but or what if. If you go forward uh, in, in this passage, we find some keys. And the keys are to not dwell on the negative. In Brian's home, there's a fireplace that burns wood. And um, the chimney goes through my room. And um, it gets really hot. And I kind of like it. I don't know. I'm kind of tired. When, and when I'm tired, I need the heat. Usually, I don't. But during the night, the fires kind of goes down. And I can feel it. And I feel... Like, this was a lesson for me about knowing how to come to God, give him the burden, and leave it there. You know, it's easy to pray to God and say, God, please take this difficult thing from me. And then taking the problem with you. I think the key to leave the problem with God is this. It's verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, admirable, and so on, dwell on these things. It's not enough to pray to God and say, God, I'm going through a difficult situation. Okay, he knows that. I want you to know he knows that. And he loves you and he wants to help you. But if you continue to dwell on the negative, you will not find the peace of God. It's like the, the verse 7 has a, a little star, and the verse 8 is like, you know, the small print, the explanation. Say, so if you want the peace of God, you have to dwell on these things. You have to stop thinking about the negative. It's not that the negative is not there, but are you thinking about the negative more than the positive? Because if you do that, you will miss the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. How can you do that? How can you go to God and say, God, please help me in this difficult situation and turn around and continue to be negative and continue to, to not be a light for other people? When they see you, will they see somebody that is positive or negative? Are you dwelling on the negative or positive? You know this saying, blessed are the pessimists, for they'll never be disappointed. I'm sure you know that. How many times have you realized that? If you continue to be negative, it's impossible to have the peace of God. 
And I've been watching the, the runners this morning, and I wonder if I could have done that. The answer is no. <laughs> you know why? I run every morning, about 15 minutes, but that's not enough. I have to prepare myself. And those of you who ran, I know you've prepared a lot for this half marathon. Because you need to train your muscles, your spiritual muscles, to know how to keep the peace of God because he's giving it to you. But do you know how to keep it? This is the way you keep it. Stop thinking about the negative and see all the good things that God is, is doing in, his, in your life right now because he is doing. You just don't see sometimes because you're so focused on the negative, focused on your problems, you can't even see what he's doing. But he wants to, you to focus on the positive. Try to skip a few things. I used to do fencing as a sport, not building fences. And I did it for almost half of my life. And uh, I used to train... Um, with my team for Olympics. I never got into Olympics, so I wasn't that good, so don't, don't ask me, okay? I don't have any medals. <laughs> but I used to train with them, and it was so difficult. But I want to tell you a short story that I think says a lot about training your spiritual muscles. This friend of mine, this colleague of mine, he was a bit younger than me, um, he started to be better and better. And he became so good that he became a, a, an Olympic champion. A few years later, he became a world champion. A year later, he became a European champion. About eight years later, after he won the Olympics, he, he won again the, the bronze medal. But, and I want you to know something. Something happened around him. All his colleagues who were training with him got better and better. They got so they were so good that they won the the world's champion. And they were the European champions not long ago. You know what happens when you train with champions? You become one. This is what happens. Because this is the atmosphere you're growing in. And what am I trying to say with this? I'm trying to say that when you spend time with good people around you, positive people, people who know how to trust God, not just to say they're trusting God, but if you spend time with the champions, and I'm talking about the spiritual champions, you will become one. And the peace of God will stay with you. And you will be a hero when it comes to fighting the difficulties in your life. Do you want to become a champion? I want you to look around, even in, in this church. I've met in just a few days so many good people, quality people, so mature, 
you have people in this church that are champions. I want you to take a good look. And if you don't have a champion in your life, start looking for one. And you'll become a champion. And the peace of God will be with you. So I just want to ask you this. Who is influencing you? And who are you influencing and how? Are you a negative person? Are you a positive person? If you're a positive person and you know how to dwell on the positive, and it's, by the way, it's not about thinking positively. It's not, this is not yoga. This has nothing to do with that. It's recognizing the negative and the bad, but continue to trust God and worship him and praise him because this is the key for you. This will be the result. So, we'll finish in a second. Rest in God's power to overcome any difficult situation. That's point number one. Point number two, continue to rest in him. Don't just go to God and then turn around and think about all the bad situations in your life. Continue to depend on God. Why don't you just write down the good things that are happening in the middle of your problems? Do you have a journal? Do you do that? I hope you do. Because your mind will forget the good things that are happening in your life. And if you don't write it down, you will forget. This is what happens to me all the time. And trust the person who wrote that in your journal. journal. Don't trust yourself in the situation, in the bad situation you are. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't be trusted when the things are difficult. Because you can't see God. It's just impossible sometimes. And it seems so shallow when somebody comes to you and says, but trust in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. I don't know how. I want to be honest. I don't know how. But I look at my journal and think, wow, I remember what God did. And again, point number three, rejoice in him. And he says it twice, rejoice, because the Lord is nearer than you think. He was always with you. How? Praise him. If you go through a difficult situation, I want you to go home. Maybe you're doing that. Lock yourself somewhere and start praising God, and you'll see what happens. And then come back and start being positive. Don't go, don't, don't go back on the negative. Think about that every day. The journal should be your friend. And surround yourself with good people, like I said, if you want to become a champion. And finally, think and look for the positive things around you. Make a pact, if you want, with the Holy Spirit to prompt you every time you become a negative person. Every day, before you go to bed, do like a checkup list and see. If you were to, 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 like, to do like a scale 
was the negative more strong than the positive? Because if yes, that is a problem. But if not, you, you will get the peace of God and the peace of God will stay with you. So this is the connection. It's not enough just to, you know, to worship God. You have to, you have to continue like that, like that burner. You have to put wood, and this is your wood, being positive. Think about the good things God is doing in your life. I just want to say something. Uh, when we were praying, I felt like there was, maybe there's a couple, if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but if there's a couple who go, goes through a difficult situation right now in, in, in their marriage, I want you to know that God wants to help you. God wants to, to know that the, the, your partner is now your enemy. And he's going to give you the eyes to see the other partner with his eyes. I really believe that. And also, I think God is saying to you that you need to remember the times when you were rejoicing together in the Lord. There were times you were praising God and dancing, dancing together. And I want you to know, I think God is saying to my angels who are there with you, dancing. And I long for those moments. And I think it would be a good time if, if that's you. Talk about this and ask for forgiveness. And God is going to give you a new start. I really believe that. Because your wife or your husband is not the enemy. The devil is. And he wants to steal that peace that comes from God. And he's going to restore that. I really believe that. And I think I'm going to stop here. Can we just stand up? I'll give the microphone to you, Paul, in a second. But I just want to pray. And I really want to continue what we started in the worship time. I really felt the Lord's presence here, presence here, so powerful. And really helped me in my situation. It really did. And I think he's going to help you as well. It's just a matter of, God, just forgive me for, for being so negative. Can you do that? And finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And here he comes. And the God of peace will be with you. Thank you, God.
at his service very well, hasn't he? And uh, I think that's probably the third time in uh, in in this recent se- season where um, the whole area of negativity, um, rejoicing in God. I can remember Katia Adams when she was here for the weekend spoke about rejoicing in God. Um, I think there's something God wants us to hear in that. There's something for us to take away um, and uh, and to put into practice. And so. Addy, I just want to say thank you so much for serving us so very, very well. I know we've slightly run over on, on time, and I just want to thank you guys so much for, um, uh, yeah, for, 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 for being with us in that. And, uh, but I think you'll, you'll admit it was uh, such a precious time we've had this evening, both in, in the Word and uh, as we've worshipped God. It's been absolutely incredible. And I just wonder, if you feel particularly through the Word that it spoke to you, I wonder if it might be good for you just to seal it in before you go away by just turning to the person next to you and saying, actually, can you pray with me that I can really, by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, step into some new stuff here? I just encourage you, rather than just turning, heading to the bar or heading for the door, just look to seal it in in prayer and say, God, give me grace in that. Excellent. So, such a good evening, such an absolute wonderful evening. If, if this is your first time here, I'd love to meet you at the bar and buy you a drink, being my absolute privilege. If you ran.